Now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose, hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Yay, a new intro! Welcome to episode 107 of the Department of Offense. Hooray. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me, as always, is Carlos. Yeah. Hi, Carlos. And Matthew. Hello. Hi, Matt. And Rick is here. Rick is Hi, here. Me. That's Rick. like two weeks in a row, isn't it? Is it? I was think I here so. last week? Was he here last week? Miles was here last week. Oh. And he was complaining that you skipped him in order. Oh, you oh yeah. yeah. So I was here. What Miles. a bitch. He's all, he That's why he's not here now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or else he's here and he's not as a We buried him somewhere. We buried him somewhere. What would you say was the, per- is the percent cha- uh, number of us wearing pants, usually? Of us wearing... I don't want to give that secret The likelihood? Away, but if people watch live at youtube.com slash blind just see just your pants. Say yeah, that, they can just see your pants. Let's just say that 90% of the time, <laughs> three of the four of us are wearing pants. Uh, on YouTube, my, uh, my uh, pants are cloaked in shadow, so... <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not are be wearing shadow pants. may be the one who's not. All right, Shadow I'm I'm all over the place today because we're doing things a little different. We're going to have yep. an interview right at the be- right at the top of the show, Ooh. and you had a bunch of Red Bull, and I've had a red bunch of Red Bull, but <laughs> we're going to try to mask that with beer. Do we have a beer to taste? <laughs> You've been today? like we, I, we I do, but we're going to do that after the right. interview. You've been like living off Red Bull for the last couple of days. I have. It's been great. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> before we're going <laughs> to talk to important people today. Yes, but before we do that, I want to thank uh, this week's sponsors. Uh, why? Do- Okay, our Patreon <laughs> donors. Uh, Donor boners. Dale Littlejohn and Zach Zablonski. See, I said it Did right this right Zablonski. Zablonski? Ooh, you almost had it right. Ah, man. <laughs> There's no N in that ne- name. Next week, Zach. We'll Ooh, I right. shouldn't have put an N next week. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to stop being a Patreon member. <laughs> he, he texted me after the show last week, and he's like, you know how to say my name right, jackass? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Zach. <laughs> Someday, know. Casey, will get it right. right. So, you guys talked amongst yourselves while I get uh, Jason from Drinking Quest on the line. Matt, what have you been doing this week? We're going to talk about that later. <laughs> Are we doing that later? <laughs> yeah, we're doing that later. Ah, fuck. Well, what am I supposed to talk about? Hey, guys. thought uh, I was going to hear about post here. You guys hear about Pluto? Messed up, right? That's messed what, up. What man. about what happened? Oh no! No, that was just that. It's not a planet anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Did I hear about that four years ago? Too yeah. soon. Too soon. Hello. Hey, we have Jason on. Hello. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hey. Hello, All Jason. Right. Is Jason our guy? Jason. Jason is our guy. Jason oh, Anarchy, right? right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> New Hampshire anarchies to steal a penny arcade joke. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you are the creator of Drinking Quest, correct? Yes. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about Drinking Quest? What it is and my hero. <laughs> sure, yeah. It, uh, it plays like a, a simple Dungeons and Dragons. So you have a character sheet, you roll dice, you fight monsters, you level up. Uh, but when your character dies in the game, you have to chug your drink in real life to continue. Mm-hmm. So the entire game's kind of built around that sense of danger. So there's real life consequences to how you play your character. Um, yeah, the first game came out in 2011. Um, and uh, I, I proudly called it the first drinking RPG because, you know, as far as I. Uh, my research told me nothing like that had ever been done, uh, and I've been able to do a, a game a year since. So yeah, it's been doing really well. Nice, awesome. Um, so where did the idea of Drinking Quest come from? Were you a RPG player beforehand? Yeah, yeah. Like usually Saturday nights we'd get together and um, yeah, uh, do RPG game nights kind of thing. And uh, you know, usually everything was just a little like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. Like I really love it, but. It was always just a little too complex for the groups I was able to get together. And that's not a a knock against the groups I'm playing with. But, uh, yeah, I always make kind of more casual systems anyway. Um, And I just just did this for years without thinking about it. It was just fun and, you know, everyone wanted to play it. Uh, And it allowed for people to drop in and out and things like that. Um, And so I had a lot of experience kind of just, uh, you know, making these simple RPG systems and what works, what doesn't. Um, And the funny part, too, is I was just really, really out of touch with the scene. All my tabletop influences are like late 80s, early 90s from when I was a kid kind of thing. So um, to come out with this and then to see the scene as it is now, uh, yeah, it's been pretty amazing to kind of see what's out there. So, um, yeah, and then from that end, too, it's like uh, my my work background, too. I went to school for business management. Um, I just had a lot of uh, experience in the newspaper industry and stuff like that. 
Um, so yeah, I, don't know, I, I knew I could uh, make a good game, and then I knew I could get it out there, kind of thing. And I figured, you know, uh, my me and my friends, we couldn't be the only ones that were drinking and playing RPGs every weekend, so there had to be <laughs> people doing that. Yeah. Um, okay. So, like, what was the design process like? So you 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 have this idea. Where where do you start? Um, I think, uh, yeah, the, the challenge is, you know, you had to deliver on the promise, you know, it has to be half drinking game, half tabletop RPG. So, so what is that game? So that was kind of the, the question that had to be answered. Um, and then from there it, uh, you know, I, I kind of accepted it was going to be complicated for a drinking game, but simple for an RPG, but it still had to be, you know, more or less equal measure of both. Um, so it's, uh, it's probably the simplest system I've ever put together, but it's really effective. I think one of the biggest challenges, um, it, it's definitely you know, what not to put in it. You know, there's uh, you know, there's a lot of temptations to put so many good ideas and just overload it with stuff. And it's like, okay, you know, just just focus on the broad strokes, just keep the absolute best stuff, uh, because I don't want to put something out where you know people will you know only experience five percent of it or something like that. So um, it's. Uh, you know, and because it's a drinking game, too, people are going to be drinking while they're playing. So right. it had, de- definitely had to be, uh, you know, simple on that level, too. So, um, you know, I, I knew I had something with the mechanic of having to chug when you die. And uh, that was just a great tension builder. And, uh, you know, there's there's no other game like it. So um, and then that system more or less has been used in all three drinking quest games. And uh, it really got its first big mod with uh, with Trilogy Edition that came out late last year. Uh, there were a bunch of fan hacks and things like that that were out there, so I kind of included them in the game as like a bonus. Nice. Uh, so now you can have up to 12 players, you can combine all three games, uh, there's extra quests, and you can kind of make, uh, you know, uh, the stories a little different and stuff like that. So, um, And, and that's, that's good to have in there as long as it's specified that it's uh, an extra rule. I'm totally fine with that. So. Oh, okay. Very cool. Um, so did did you guys kickstart the first? I know you guys kickstarted the the trilogy, correct? Did you do the? Yeah. Did you kickstart the first game as well? Uh, no, no. Um, yeah, I, I just um, I just used good old fashioned business uh, practices, I guess. I don't know. It's a uh, part of it was you know people who want to come out with a game. Um, f- first of all, they you know they, they usually don't plan to have a budget, and I was like, okay, well I can't do this unless, unless I have some money, so. Um, I don't know, just while I was developing it, it took about a year, give or take. I just worked a second job that year, um, and I just put that money into the uh, the startup process. And, um, you know, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll do the, the first run of games with this money, and I'll, you know, um, you know, kind of do some conventions and get it out there that way and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, the idea was kind of, you know, I'll print 500 games, and, um, you know, I'll, I'll send them all over the world, you know, I'll, I'll get it out there, we'll see what happens. Even if I piss these thousands of dollars away, it doesn't really matter because it's kind of cool to be a game designer. Uh, that was kind of my philosophy going in. Uh, but then it just took off really quickly. So, it, uh, you know, there, there was a bit of stress leading up to that year, like, oh, hey, what am I doing? Is this a waste of time? But, you know, in retrospect, uh, I'm glad I did it. Um, and I would have been glad I did it if it failed anyway. Um, it's, uh, you know, it wasn't something I, I had done uh, on that scale before. So, it, uh, uh, yeah, and then I've been able to do a game a year and I've got a lot of different stuff coming out this year, too. So, yeah, really pumped to get everything out there. Awesome. That's very cool. So the moral of the story is uh, earn the money first because <laughs> because then you don't get into debt. And then you also kind of develop the work ethic that you need after you you know get the, the product out there, whatever it is. And um, yeah, and uh, yeah, that, that's basically it. A lot of people just kind of want everything for free right away. And it's like I tell people, you know, hey, work for it first. And then it kind of, you know dissuades the people that should be dissuaded and the people that can make it past that are the people that care enough that you know should be you know making games or comics or whatever it is makes right sense on. who would have thought that money would be important right right yeah, yeah totally awesome um i completely blanked on what i was gonna ask next but that's okay good job uh, <laughs> right good. well done uh so do you guys have a favorite beer that you like drinking while you're because i mean we're so we're big beer fans we have a beer segment with every show Yep. Got to know, what's your favorite beer to drink while playing? Um, oh, yeah, let me think. Uh, that was actually going to be one of my questions, too, because <laughs> I really made the mistake one. of drinking Spotted Cow the whole entire time, and I had to back out. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a cop-out if I say draft? I I, I think that's I, a lot I, easier to drink. I drink unlimited yeah. draft beer, but I feel like bottles, I have to be in a certain mood, usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, I'll uh, I'll say Sun King because they they give me free beer at Gen Con every year, and that's always. Pretty <laughs> oh, there you go. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. got to keep that ball rolling. The, the official beer of drinking quest, unofficially. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, what what was the thought process behind the trilogy edition? Uh, the trilogy edition is because. Uh, when the the first few games were released, they were black and white, and then the trilogy edition, we uh, remastered everything, and um, we made everything color. So that was one of the huge perks. And there's basically a fourth game's worth of brand new stuff in there as well. And uh, so the new quests that are in there are kind of like odds and ends sort of quests that we wouldn't be able to put into the existing games. Uh, okay. the, the three games that were out there already, they kind of had their own theme. So the first game, the original drinking RPG, was kind of the most straightforward sword and sorcery parody. Uh, the second game, Yeti Vetter's Yeti Adventure, uh, that was the, <laughs> that was good. That's good. That, that was definitely the silliest of the three. So it had the most, you know, it wasn't a sword and sorcery based, but it had a lot of high concept comedy. So instead of quests about goblins and you know pirates, you're getting quests about. Uh, you know, leprechauns and depression, things like that. Um, <laughs> all the fun things. The, yeah, all those fun things, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then as a side note, too, Drinking Quest, while it celebrates drinking enough, it, it equally uh, make, makes fun of the, the horrible aspects of drinking as well. So the characters, just as often as they're partying in the game, they're also suffering from hangovers and, you know, going to interventions <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, and then, anyway, the third game, uh, Nectar of the Gods, that had a god theme, so it had a lot of, like, drunken philosophy uh, and you know, it got kind of deep. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but so with the new quest and trilogy edition, we were kind of able to do some quick kind of high concept one-offs. So uh, there's one quest called Sober Origins, where it has you know the heroes kind of before they started drinking. So it's a kind of a bit of a retroactive continuity there. So it's uh, you know if you play the other games, this quest is really funny because it's like okay, this guy's a hardcore alcoholic, but oh, he used to be all <laughs> you know, he used to wear a suit and tie or something. That's actually a horrible <laughs> example, but yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I swear. Um, and then, uh, you know, Grog Derp's Dungeon is kind of like, uh, I wanted to do something that was, you know, an old school kind of dungeon crawl, and I wanted to make kind of uh, the, the hardest quest that was out there yet. So if someone really wants to drink, then uh, Grog Derp's Dungeon is a good one to play through. Um, and then uh, this is definitely the fan favorite, uh, Kega Man 2. So um, you uh, you fight eight robot bosses, uh, <laughs> and beat them, you get their ridiculous power kind of thing. So, you know, like Chug Man and Sip Man and, you know, Drunken Stupor Man and things like that. So, God, I was having trouble keeping up on, like, the first one. That one time we did it, and then yeah. you're talking about the ones that really like to drink, I can only imagine. Well, although the first, to be honest, though, the first time we played it, we played it wrong. Okay, yeah, there there was that. Well, we had been drinking before we read the rules. <laughs> uh, and uh, we played it in the wrong order. Yeah, we played the quest out of order. On Mrs. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the easiest one was the last one. <laughs> you still had fun, though, right? Oh, yes, yeah, oh, so we had a we blast. Had a blast. Okay, that's good. I'm on your website right now, and I was looking at the trilogy editions. What What's up with the deluxe one that you have on there? Uh, the deluxe one, we just have some bonuses and stuff like that. So you get uh, a digital copy of the comic. Uh, you get a, an MP3 of Welcome to the Tabletop, which is a... A nerdcore rap song I did with MC Lars. <laughs> uh, um, you can uh, you, you get a physical uh, map of the Drinking Quest universe. So, cool. uh, yeah. and it's made out of Tyvek cloth, so it's intentionally beer resistant. <laughs> That's yeah, a good story. idea. For only ten dollars uh, more, you get it. That I would totally go for that. Yep. I think yeah, it's, it's actually going to be, gonna be uh, changed soon, so that's not going to last. So if uh, if you're listening to this right now and you want in, then it's uh, this, this is the last uh, version of that. Uh, before it changes uh th this will be on the way out uh, the custom comic book panel thing so there's a panel from the comic book uh and i just uh, you know fill in all the characters saying stupid captions and kind of making fun of the person that ordered it a little bit uh, <laughs> and uh you know i i think that the sense of humor is pretty apparent on the site so i'm like okay I, I can get away with a little bit with this and uh you know have some fun with it for my end and if it's fun for me it'll be fun for everyone else i i hope so um and then there might be a few other things on there i'm not thinking about um but uh you know, it was basically just a way to, um, you know, just add something a little extra and particularly for uh, international people where uh, the, the shipping is a lot more. It's, you know, a few bucks more and then, OK, um, you, you know, you get all this extra stuff and it's uh, it's not so bad sort of thing. So, okay. um, yeah. And then one thing that will be coming back soon on there, I had to take it away because it was too popular, is uh, there's a bachelor party package. So, uh, <laughs> oh, no. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I um, if you're having a bachelor party, you know, you don't care about the strippers as much. If you have a nerdy group, and uh, I know I've been there a bunch of times. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I was all... just thinking, where were we last summer? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't even think of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically, yeah. I'll, uh, uh, you know, if you live near me, that's great. But the idea is, you know, have a, a game of drinking quest over Skype, and we'll all get drunk together, kind of thing. And it's, uh, you know, it's something memorable you can do. 
but you know, it was just too popular and I had to keep raising the price and then eventually I got rid of it. Uh, <laughs> and, and you had uh, to you know, stop becoming an alcoholic back, then. <laughs> my, my backlog of, you know, there's only so much of me and only so much my liver can take. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it was, that it was really, a really clever so. idea though. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. All the games have been really fun. I haven't had a single dud yet. So it's, uh, it's something I really enjoy doing. Uh, for obvious reasons, you know, it's, uh, I don't think I've ever had a bad time drinking. Um, so do you have a personal favorite quest? Personal favorite quest. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's a good one. I think I've been asked that before. Uh, just kind of going through all the quests in my mind right now. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, I guess the city of cheer, the depression themed quest and drinking quest too, <laughs> because it's just, it's a really it's really dark subject matter, but I think it's handled in a way where it's uh, you know it's still really funny, but not you know not particularly offensive. I don't think anyone will will get too bummed out about it, but it uh, it handles sensitive subject matter very well. So I'm I'm gonna go with that one. Uh, speaking of like the quests and stuff, how many writers are there? Is it just you? Do you have it's, friends? It's all me. Yeah, it's I, all you. Uh, I, I just work with different artists, and uh, yeah, the only thing I don't do is the art. Um, and, uh, I, I do all the, the writing, the, the design, the development, uh, all the publishing, all the accounting, all the, you know, I wear a lot of different hats for this. So that is impressive. I, I don't work my job anymore kind of thing. So there's, uh, there's definitely that. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, working with artists is great. It's, uh, you get so many talented people. So the, the main artist for drinking quest, um, Carol Nealon, she's a tattoo artist by trade. So, oh, cool. Uh, you know, she not only was she able to make everything really funny that was supposed to be funny, um, but you know, she, uh, you know, having a tattoo artist, it gave it a, a bit of an edge, and uh, I wanted a, a bit of a punk rock feel to it. I'm not sure. a huge punk rock fan otherwise, so it, uh, yeah, that uh, it was just a really great pairing. And then for trilogy edition, uh, the colorist Deanna Lever, she did a, a really great job of uh, just making everything really vibrant and look nice, and uh, you know, exciting and uh, you know, happy when it needed to be happy and depressing when it needed to be depressing and. Uh, um, yeah, it just really added a nice layer to it. And then we've got a few other guests in there too. Um, like the, the, the extra quests have a few brand new artists. So Deanna does all of the art for the Kegaman two quest. And then we had, uh, Aaron Goldborn who does like, uh, they're kind of like Funko pop miniatures. They're called blockheads. So he does those, uh, for his day job. Uh, and then I just kept seeing him at cons all the time. He's like, Hey, can I do a quest for you? I'm like, all right, here are, 12 ridiculous situations can you draw these out and he's like all right so that worked out really well um so we're looking at the website here uh and we see that you have flasks which brilliant oh yeah idea. yeah um i don't even know if those are still available anymore i'm gonna check that right now. <laughs> yeah those came from uh flasking.com uh yeah they they designed flasks uh, and they're just awesome people uh, anyways. But, yeah, they got a hold of me, and they're like, hey, can we do a line of Drinking Quest flasks? And I'm like, oh, all right, sure, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's check it out. And uh, and so I sent them, like, I don't know, like maybe like 30 images or something. I think it'd be – yeah, here we go. Yeah, it's still up. Uh, so, yeah, so from flasking.com for $22. I think it's still free shipping. Uh, you can get such classic flasks as uh, Naughty Unicorns, uh, <laughs> a beer holder, um, dire dolphin and uh, the, the iconic Chuglocks face from Twitter. So, uh, yeah, there's lots of great stuff on there, and uh, yeah, and, and they all seem to be selling about the same. It's kind of strange. Everyone kind of has their favorite. I thought you know one would be you know the, the key flask that would outsell the rest, but uh, they all seem to be doing uh, roughly the same. Huh. So yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're good people over there, and I'm like yeah, just uh, you know send me uh, an update when you you sell a bunch, and uh, you know yeah by all means use it. I think that'd be a really cool thing to do. That is so cool. Yeah, actually. it is. <laughs> and they they all look awesome. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, uh, maybe in the future I'll like you know personally you know just do my own line and you know just do a bunch of crazy things. But in the meantime, I'm just trying to stay focused on games and uh, this company coming along and being like hey uh, you know let's let's do this for you. We'll set this up. I'm like sure. Sounds good to me. So uh, I guess you know, you've you've alluded to a few things in the future. So what is next for either Drinking Quest or yourself? Uh, okay, I'll, I'll have to be coy about a few things. But uh, another thing I guess I can uh, sort of uh, really talk about for the first time, coming out with a webcomic. Um, and that's uh, it's being launched in a few weeks, actually. So uh, what we're doing is we're just uh, did you know doing a huge amount of comics to start. So we kind of have a a bit of lag so we have some you know a comfort zone when we're making the comics um and it's a webcomic called anarchy plants 
Um, and basically, uh, my, my trade name is Jason Anarchy, and that's because I used to be in a shitty punk band called Anarchy Pants. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and then I was... I was coming back. I was driving back from a con with uh, a friend of a friend, and this guy was an artist. And uh, you know, he's talking about his art, and he's like, "Yeah, I got this web comic, and it's good." And uh, and I've read it; it is very good. It's called Dave's World. Um, and he's like, "But I'm just, I'm just not getting the exposure. I just don't know how to do it." And then we just kept talking, and eventually I said, "Well, I've always wanted to do a web comic, but I've never met an artist that's you know willing to put in the work and you know just kind of do my scripts kind of thing." And then, you know, it's, the whole thing went from there. And so we had this whole road trip to talk about it. And uh, so we eventually decided that it was going to be about plants with human problems. And uh, we were going to call it Anarchy Plants. So I get to be Jason Anarchy. And uh, and my, my artist buddy, he gets to be Aaron Plants. Um, so <laughs> we, each, we each totally got to commit to these trade names and just give everyone a straight face and, you know, put that shit on business cards and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's going to be great. So yeah, look for Anarchy Plants in a few weeks, and uh, I'll be posting those over Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that. So um, it's uh, it's definitely in the vein of humor of Drinking Quest. Uh, there's some occasional drinking in there, but it's not about the drinking. So it's uh, you know a, a reasonable step, I think. Is that going to be at like anarchyplants.com or? Uh, it is. Yeah, okay. it's uh, there's nothing up yet. I've got the site registered and everything, but I've got a guy working on the site. I think he's waiting for me to send him a bunch of comics, actually. So uh, that, that could be a thing. But yeah, definitely look out for Anarchy Plants. Um, I'll, be do, I'll be doing a, a Kickstarter for another game pretty soon, which is uh, my, my first foray into a non-drinking quest game. Um, and what it does is it kind of uh, takes the drinking quest engine of uh, DMless role-playing and uh, it kind of expands it in a way where, you know, it's more complicated and there's more depth because it isn't a drinking game, so I can get away with that. Um, and it's uh, and I'll just describe it as another high-concept RPG, but that one I'm being pretty tight-lipped about at the moment. So, Okay. Uh, so with the, with the DM-less uh, RPGs, are, what kind of specific problems do you run into when you're creating a game like that? Um. Yeah, it's uh, it has to be a really really tight gameplay system, so it has to be really closed off. Um, so you know, if you have you know a person that's DMing, uh, you know it's great because the possibilities are endless, and you know you can do anything you want, and uh, you know they you know I, ideally they should be able to you know work with what you're giving them and kind of give you something back. Um, so that that's uh, I, I usually think of that as like the the Western kind of style. Uh, of role-playing game and then you have you know japanese rpgs like final fantasy for example uh, they've got a lot of depth within them but ultimately you know there, there's a point where you know they're closed off and um you, you know you can kind of exploit the the sandbox or whatever's there uh sandbox maybe isn't a great word for it but um you know there's there, there's a limit uh, and i think they're both great styles i'm a fan of both um and uh so with, with drinking quest it's definitely it's a really close system um and you know there's, there's enough there to keep you entertained while you're drinking that's for sure um so the next one which is a non-drinking game but another high concept rpg i just want to uh uh work on an engine that uh, kind of takes that to the next level and uh, has another really big uh, kind of exciting hook about it uh which again tight-lipped about at the moment but i can okay. uh, uh, announce that uh, within a month or so i'm gonna guess cool very cool and you're gonna kickstart that one as well um yeah, i'm thinking i'm not sure if it's going to be kickstarter but uh i, I yeah the, the idea is crowdfunded for sure yeah okay i just sent 60 dollars your way thanks <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so uh, i guess specifically with uh with kickstarter um especially it's been in the news and stuff you know with games going under and stuff did you were you worried about any of that with uh when you did the trilogy edition or was that more you already had oh. the capital and oh no no absolutely not yeah it, uh no i definitely needed the capital yeah that was a part of it but um uh no i, I knew what i was doing and I, I never thought for a second that uh you know the backers you know wouldn't get what they paid for kind of thing um because i think if you look at it like oh it's a charity thing we're donating to this thing it's like uh eh. I'm not too into that myself, and I think most Kickstarter people aren't. You know, they, they want something in return, mm-hmm. uh, and so and I, I I think Kickstarter doesn't like people thinking of it like a pre-order program, but that's exactly how I looked at it. And I'm like, okay, if you if you pre-order it, if you Kickstarter before it comes out, you can get it for you know the a cheaper price than it would be at retail, and you can get these other fun extras kind of thing. And then I could print my games, and everyone's happy. And um, 
you know, everybody, uh, and I want to caution people too. Like it's, uh, Kickstarters are a ton of work, especially if they're successful. Uh, the exploding kittens guys, I don't even want to think about the, uh, oh, yeah. the, the logistics of getting those games out there. So, <laughs> you know, I think I sent out about a thousand or something like that. And that was, you know, it, it'll be, it'll be months and months of work before you even get, you know, the product in your hand. Like it's, uh, um, and that's not a complaint at all. It's just, uh, you know, everybody thinks Kickstarter's the, this big and easy thing. Um, and you know, it's, it's quick cash, but no, it's, it's the opposite of that. You've got to put months of work in before you got to put months of work in after, but then maybe once all your games are sent out, you have a few extra and then that's where ideally you want to make your profit from kind of thing. Okay. I think it's only easy if you're making potato salad. But... <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that better have been the best fucking potato salad ever. <laughs> right. um, well, I think that's... Do you have another one? I have another one. Uh, seeing as we're on the RPG stuff, what is your favorite RPG right now? Oh, uh, right now. Okay. Of all time, it's Final Fantasy VI, but right now... Uh, right now I'm playing through Dragon Age 3, so Inquisition. That's a good one. Um, and I, I started it around, uh, I got it for PS3 for Christmas. And I started playing it, and I'm like, oh my god, what have they done? This is awful. This is like, <laughs> this is worse. These frame rates are garbage. Nothing works. And I'm like, okay, I guess the next generation is here. I guess I should have been playing, I should have had a PS4. Um, because the, the, the old systems can't handle the new games, I guess. And so uh, a few months passed, and uh, Target went out of business in Canada. I don't know if you heard. I'm from Canada. Yeah, that, that, that's crazy. <laughs> here, so they, they had all these crazy sales. Uh, and so I finally got a PS4, and then I, I very grudgingly went into EB Games and uh, traded in my PS3 Dragon Age for PS4 Dragon Age. I haven't heard EB Games no. in a long time. I know. Is that <laughs> like... oh, yeah, we still have those. Yeah. So no, no Target, Canada. but we have EB Games. So. What is the Target of Canada, actually? I've been wondering that. Uh, it used to be Zellers, and then they went out of business, and then Target uh, moved into all the Zellers, and then Target just went out of business. <laughs> that was like years ago, I think, or something like that. So we, we got a lot of Walmarts here. Um, yeah, it's it's basically just, yeah, Walmart rules everything here now. So, And then I have like, one more question for you. Canada. Yes, by all means. Where is the furthest and coolest place Drinking Quest has gone around the world? Uh, all right, yeah, what's, uh, let me think, okay, um, I'm hoping to go to Australia in November, so that, that would definitely be the farthest, but the, the farthest I've done would either be, um, Seattle or Texas, I'm not sure which one, probably what, Texas is farther. What about, uh, shipping the game-wise, has anybody, like, in Japan or somebody bought this game? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, it's global, it's, uh, it's in over 45 countries or something like oh, that. Wow. Yeah, that is so uh, cool. insane. Congratulations. Cool, thanks. Yeah, it's uh, the, the most recent one where I was like, oh, wow, that's kind of neat is, uh, is this really hardcore South African fan over Twitter. <laughs> he always talks about rocking Drinking Quest in South Africa, and he's uh, he's a great dude, so I really appreciate that guy. That is cool. That's uh, awesome. But, uh, yeah, yeah, officially, yeah, when I came out the first run, it was it was a pretty amazing thing. You know, it was just uh, this guy in my pajama pants running the business, and I'd get, <laughs> like, an order from, yeah, Japan or, you know, Australia or uh, – you know, Malaysia or something like that. And be like, you know, I, I have no idea how these people are even hearing about it. But yeah, it's, uh, and then from there, it's just, uh, I don't know, I guess I got desensitized to it. But uh, yeah, South Africa was kind of the, the last one where I was like, hey, holy shit, that's really cool. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and I would be remiss if I didn't ask this question. We have a friend, uh, Pete, who couldn't join us today. And every time we play Drinking Quest 2, he gets peed on. <laughs> and so he wants to know why he gets peed on. You get to pee on him in real life. That's just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think I think we just have one more time then and we get a pee <laughs> yeah, on right, him. Right, right? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you for for joining us. I really appreciate it. Uh, and it sounds like you're busy, so thanks for taking the time out and talking with us. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, and I guess is there any last things you'd like to plug? Uh, where can people find you and find Drinking Quest? Uh, yeah. Just drinkingquest.com. Uh, so just the easiest place you'd expect. Uh, and then from there, links to Facebook and Twitter. And uh, yeah, the website's just got a lot of information on there about the games. Uh, really funny stuff. It's really phone friendly. So if you're waiting in line somewhere and you want to check it out. Uh, there's a gameplay video. I've got a rap song uh, about tabletop games with MC Lars. <laughs> uh, there's a video of a Playboy model playing Drinking Quest, and uh, nice. uh, another fan favorite is the, the the beer and board games guys uh, having a game. So, awesome. yeah, there's some really great stuff on there. So it's DrinkingQuest.com. 
And I ordered it within two seconds, so you guys out there can too. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for coming. And, yeah, uh, good luck, and I can't wait to see the Kickstarter and the webcomic. Cool. Yeah, uh, if you if you uh, see that I've come out with something new and you want to do another interview, by all means, uh, just let me know and we'll set something up. Will do. Cool. All right. Have a good night, guys. You too. You too. Bye. Thank you. Okay. Cheers. Well, that was fun. That was a ton of fun. That was phenomenal. Yeah. He was a lot of fun to talk to. What a guy. What yeah. a guy. I'm I'm excited. So you bought the trilogy edition? I bought the deluxe trilogy edition. All right, I can't wait to play out. now. We get a beer mat uh, that one day. Did mat. you buy it through our Amazon? Or no, you bought it through the web. I bought it through the website. Okay, yep. yeah, okay. Good. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there. Uh, he had a whole list on the website of what is in there. I just got to find it if, if you want to wait a second. <laughs> no, it's, or 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 we could talk about it once it comes. And That's we true. Have a chance to play it. Yeah, and uh, I think Rick, you should grab the beer for the fr- fridge. Since so, so, like, what are we uh, tasting today? Or oh, we'll get to that. I, I know. I just want to actually. No, no, Carlos, we're doing we're doing the entire show in reverse. So we're going to do the news and then the beer at the end. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to taste the beer while we're doing the news. Carlos, you could do what the rest of us are doing and having pints of pale ale. Yeah, because I, I, we that. all have. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to go through that entire interview dry. I, I could. <laughs> Drinking quest, and he's. And you could have, you could, you could have spoken up, Carlos. I could have said some words. I didn't want to interrupt the interview and like, hey, hey, uh, Rick. I, sorry to stop the interview. No, no, or anything, but not I want, about that. You he did it just fine. He was just handed the glass to him, and yeah. Rick went for it. I just wanted to finish my monster first. Uh huh. Sure, so. you did. Whatever you say, Carlos. I'm in the beer bitch chair. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> what, all right. So I want to get new chairs for the studio, and I think. If if I do, we need to get like a like a little like chair cover for the top of that one over there that says <laughs> beer bitch on it. Yes, yeah. we do. <laughs> we definitely do. So you just know that if you sit in the beer bitch chair, you're, you're the I beer know, bitch. but some people don't know. I know, and it's that's really why we irritating. need this. We need like specifically, we need Miles. We can we can know. screen he print doesn't. it ourselves. Actually, just get a sheet and screen print it, and it's that easy. We should screen print the tablecloth. We, we should screen print the tablecloth instead of this moose and bear one. Hey, it's a Fitted sheet, not a tablecloth. <laughs> <laughs> but it works. It does work. No, I like. Uh, is this a queen size like, bed or a? It's a du- full. A double. It's a full. It's a full. <laughs> I like what what he was talking about because I described to a guy I work with, Drinking Quest, as like simplified Dungeons and Dragons yeah. plus lots of drinking. That's <laughs> and, and that's, that's what it is. That's pretty much what he and said. And that's, it's targeted drinking if you do it right. Yeah. No, it worked. It worked out really well because. Uh, I I agree. It's got to be simplified for drinking. And as he was talking, I I want to play drinking quest yep. again. We might have to play after we're done with the show today. If you guys are up for <laughs> I it, we can have a work, fake so. bachelor party and uh, call him up. And be like, yeah, play <laughs> Nobody's getting married. We just really want to play drinking <laughs> quest. Do. We might have to go to Gen Con or something. And, I got uh, married like three years ago and I didn't Canada. get to do it. So let's just do a retro. <laughs> let's just go to Canada. BNS in Canada. PNS in Canada. Yeah, we have a theme song already. <laughs> hey, I hey. bought Oakleys yesterday, and they came with a little uh, Canada th- case. So, oh, look at you! <laughs> awesome, man. I don't know. That means I'm Canadian, right? Are Oakleys from Canada? Is I have that... no idea. <laughs> they just I came with that a was a Canada California thing. business. It came with a Canada flag. Good. That doesn't make sense because it's a maple leaf on there, not an oak tree leaf. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'll look it up. <laughs> Yeah, Matt, get on that. All right. Anyway, Carlos, what have you been up to this week? Oh uh, well, uh, just last uh, well, just last uh, Sunday we played the my D and D game. And then uh, this yesterday we played another uh, of the tabletop. Ta- uh, yeah, Canada. Almost all of California. us tabletop theater. It was that California. We have the we have the two tabletop Is it shows, California? and I just I have trouble telling them apart the names. I'll, I'll try. Well, Carlos, I'll get the, I'll get the table part. Then I'll be like, stop. Wait. Wait, what was the end of that one? We we have uh, one of our staff members has been bitching about that for a while. Oh yeah, which yeah. one? That one. Over what there. have I done? <laughs> what is, what is what did tabletop I do? travels and tabletop theater? Too yeah, I know it's crazy. <laughs> what are you mad about? <laughs> the names are so close. What? Uh, so whenever he texts me about it, I have to think about. Oh yeah, which one is that? Oh yeah, it's Carlos. In the future, whenever I text about, it, I'll just <laughs> say perilous forays. No, oh, okay, there we go. You know what you should do? You should just text him TTT. All right, yeah, that'll <laughs> that that helps things. Then a I'll lot. just think you randomly added a T in there once. <laughs> 
There is that. <laughs> or are we just mixing uh, letters that don't actually connect to any of our shows? <laughs> and just like, you try to figure out what it is. L-R-C. Just don't send XXX because it'll be like porno. <laughs> we have a porn show now? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> or do we, we have, make oh, porn? We do we do review porn? What's going on? Or maybe a little bit of everything. <laughs> or maybe we're interviewing Vin Diesel. Who knows? Yeah, it's true. We did. Uh, I, we did. Sh- I shot naked in my bathroom. So <laughs> there is. You there is pants on. <laughs> Don't ruin the illusion. That. <laughs> That's true. Well, I t- I took a picture, and all you can see is your back, and then yeah, uh, I saw that. I like that picture. <laughs> it is a pretty camera. good picture. I have a really fat back. I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> and I never noticed how hairless my back is because my front's so hairy. Yeah, you have a pretty hairless back. Um. Rick, what have you been up to? Um, dude, uh, just fucking living. Just living life? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to, I'm saving money right now so I can do my, uh, my improvements in my basement. Oh, cool. That's what I'm gearing up for right now. Awesome. Don't Get you also need to save room. money for your hiking trip? Yeah, I think yeah we gotta go stuff, backpacking. backpacking. Yeah, but what, what do you mean save money? I already bought all my equipment. Yeah, oh, he's, okay. he's already geared up. Wow. I still have to buy my stuff. I'm fully geared. He went balls out already. I, uh, yeah, I go balls out all the time, every time. <laughs> balls out uh, TM, by the way, that we're trademarking that. Yeah, we're oh, trademarking yeah. balls out? Yeah, I think so. Let's do a registered trademark. <laughs> can we do that for balls out? Sure. Why right. not? Then You're on people, that business if manager. Can, if people can trademark the word candy, then I can trademark then you balls just, out. I guess you'll just need to have a t-shirt that at least has your balls on them. What? Hang out. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what, you can't go. You don't want to. Jesus, Carlos. Carlos wants a t-shirt with my I balls like it. on it. I no. like it. No. That's funny. That is. That's I wasn't funny. thinking like an actual picture. I was thinking like just some like a. Some, like a what do you mean not an actual picture? <laughs> he wants a vector balls, graphic. But not an I, I don't want you to like take a picture of his balls. It's an extra long t-shirt that you can just that has a little slot that you can put your balls through. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking he was talking about like a Picasso abstract of a scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That, that That's a high-class t-shirt right there. <laughs> you know, we went through this awesome interview with Drinking Quest and... <laughs> Hey, I just looked up balls, balls out on Urban Dictionary, and it says to extrude tremendous effort and try extremely hard. And it was edited by Casey on June 11th, 2003. Not there uh, we go. It's not the same. Case. I know. I'm just saying. But, that <laughs> but we can say it was, and then we'll trademark. Is it, it, uh, is it a uh, doppelganger of Casey's? Yep. Speaking of doppelgangers, Carlos has a Twitter account. Uh, I did not apparently make at all. <laughs> it's under Christopher Nymphs, which for those of you who don't know is Carlos's real name. <laughs> <laughs> and he said he says he didn't make the Twitter account. <laughs> I call bullshit. <laughs> so either he's lying or somebody made a Twitter account. I have for never Carlos. typed out the word gosh in my life. And, and I never will. It's it's I'm a ninja. Like it's definitely Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> or somebody's just a really big fan of Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. Oh my God! To have <laughs> Are there fan. Carlos friends out there or fans out there? Well, there have to be. Oh, Casey, I'm looking at the other things on Urban Dictionary you put in here. <laughs> <laughs> what else have I put in there, Matthew? <laughs> Fartsturbate. <laughs> <laughs> what is fartsturbating? Uh, it's the act of masturbating and farting at oh, the wait, same time. Wait, hang on. No, no. The, oh. These are words that I put in there, so you should ask me what they. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> what is uh, L M I? R L mean L M I R L. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, it's it. You you say it like lemur. <laughs> oh yeah, but it's actually let's meet in real life. Yeah, I knew that. Oh, I was gonna say long masturbation in real life. <laughs> uh, what is a quim? A quim? Yeah. Uh, it's a really beefy queef. You are very close. It's, I, well, it's got to be a vagina. Simply, it's a vagina. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it was used in Canterbury Tales. That's yeah, close. Come on. Uh, also, you put in Angry Dragon, too. Let's find out about that. Uh, well, that was used in Canterbury Tales? <laughs> Supposedly. What? <laughs> That's, That's ancient. What said. Think, they could not have. You might have a little yeah, bit Yeah, Carlos, like, it was. I mean, have you not read Canterbury Tales? No, I have not. Well, then how do you know <laughs> that it's not know? in there? <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just saying, like, that, that's a really old uh, piece of work. Yeah. There. 
Yeah, uh, well, they use a lot of weird they words. They talk about the rest of the definition that Casey put in is it was used in Canterbury Tales. Some story I was reading in school, and my teacher said it meant vagina. Yeah, see, I'm it was sure. uh, it was it was Miss uh, Zablowski. Is the <laughs> I'm pretty sure um, <laughs> that quim is still pretty common in England, and I think it's fairly old. So yeah, I think you're full of shit. I'm not actually. I'm pretty sure it's used in England. Well, I would hope vaginas are used in England. <laughs> quim. The word quim. All right, Casey. Uh, no, no, your no. last your last thing that you put in here was angry dragon. What does that mean? Oh, an ang- angry dragon. Um, well, that's. Uh, I don't think I can say that on the air. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. I don't want to give you your <laughs> definition without putting the show into a very bad spot. So <laughs> really uh, let's go on to the next thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can look that up if you want to know. What have you been up to um, this week? Matt? No, hang on. I want to say maybe you have like a Fight Club thing going on where you like have a double personality. Yeah, you, just you wake just up in the middle of the night and, and update. <laughs> Like Urban Dictionary, <laughs> weird definitions, <laughs> or or and maybe that's why you don't remember. Oh, or, or maybe, maybe a, this is my alternate personality. Maybe the person who uh, I don't know how when was last edited on that uh, on Urban Dictionary from this Casey. Uh, two thousand five. So uh, here's what I think. I think back. I was in, in high school. Two thousand four, two thousand five. These two Casey's oh, whoa, got together, loading. and they fought each other to the death. And we just have the surviving Casey. <laughs> that may or may not have been the one that wrote the Urban Dictionary posts. On the on the thought of fight clubs, a full contact origami is a slang term for participating in the underground fight club. <laughs> full contact origami is that something that Casey wrote? Like, yeah. Oh, that just keeps uh, loading stuff. Yeah. See, I mean, I I'm really good at Urban Dictionary. So is Casey active past? You were a lot more then? clever back in 2005. Sheeny Bickle is a person who thinks they're badass but can't actually do anything bad enough to be called a badass. <laughs> oh, I think what? I know a, a Sheeny Bickle. Bickle or two. <laughs> Pretty sure this room is full of Sheeny Bickles. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a word, Casey. Why have you? forgotten this in the English language. You should use this more often. I think Peter would really like it, too. Gooch-tastic. Oh, I use Gooch-tastic <laughs> all the time. Something that is really lame or just overall shitty. Well, see, the, the problem is, I was I, I used to use Gooch-tastic all the time, and then I met Pete, and he keeps saying Swampy Gooch all the time. And so if I say it sounds like I'm copying him, right? but I'm not, so I need to keep my originality. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Spatulating? A bitch so nasty that you have to hit her with a spatula? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we've all met a couple of those. Oh, uh, this Shit. is fun. <laughs> it's time for news. And now the Department oh, of Offense presents News with Casey. We haven't even done this yet, that's, that's right. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> As a public service announcement, we have been asked but to alert the public in, San, in, in the San Antonio area that the brisket bandit has struck again. His latest victim was Augie's Barbed Wire Smokehouse, where the unidentified man made off with 13 innocent and delicious smoked briskets and 10 cases of beer. Uh, this is his fourth theft in the past few months. Police are looking for a white male in his 30s wearing a blue jacket and white hat who has stolen 12 pork butts at the smoke shack, 200 pounds of brisket from B&B Smokehouse, and 450 pounds of raw meat from Two Bros uh, Meat Market. If you see this man, approach him and ask him if you can have some of that delicious Texas barbecue. So this mm. is, guy is just going around stealing me- beef. Yeah. That's that's awesome. <laughs> I really don't want him to be apprehended. I, I don't either. This guy's my hero. <laughs> I I feel like this guy probably just gets really hammered. He's like, I need a shitload of brisket. Well, uh, the the uh, the theft at Augie's Barbed Wire Smokehouse uh, took place at six thirty a.m. and <laughs> and the smokehouse is staffed twenty four hours a day because they're they're smoking briskets all the time. So this guy's fucking good. No. He he infiltrated during a shift change. <laughs> so he was casing the joint. <laughs> he cased the joint. The joint has been cased. I don't know. I, I'm still a fan of, like, he's just so drunk, he just happened to walk in at the right time. <laughs> he's not really a, a smokehouse mastermind. He just seems like he's one. He's just <laughs> drunk and hungry, and he's just coincidence. And he, he wakes up the next day, like, uh, hungover, and he opens up his fridge, and it's just full of, like, meat. <laughs> This guy's got a fight club. It's like, oh my god, what is this? Too. Well, and he's taking good meat too. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
like, like to imagine that maybe this guy runs like Bob's Smoke Shack, and he just doesn't know how to smoke meat, <laughs> so he just goes and steals it from other places. He's been running for the past four months just on stealing meat from other smokehouses. <laughs> well, I mean, how if he takes like how much uh, meat has he taken? A lot. Um, let's see. Well, thirteen briskets, hundreds of pounds of meat, uh, twelve pork butts. 200 pounds of brisket from B&B Smokehouse and 450 pounds of raw meat from Two Bros Meat Market. How do you tell this out? This what? guy's what? in like Oh, big... and 10 cases of beer. Like, so this, <laughs> what? Is, this is not stuff that he like he eats. Like, oh, all right, I'm out. My freezer's low again. I better go buy no, some No, this isn't like petty meat more. crime. This, <laughs> yeah, is... No, this, is, this is grand larceny of meat. <laughs> this is he had to like impersonate like a shipment of something going there or something. No, he took this no. out of the restaurant. That's just weird. How He's is that possible? Straight up, he is a genius. He sneaks in on this, shift changes and steals right, beef. Here's an open call to the uh, brisket bandit. I will interview you on air. I don't even want to know your name. I just our Skype is Blind Ninja Studios. Just find us on Skype. Use a use a fake account. We can put a filter over your voice yeah, or something. We just want to know how you're doing it. Yeah, or not even how, just just why. Yeah, a why or if. <laughs> Or just talk to you just about it. Just talk to you about it. We're we're impressed. We're not even mad. <laughs> we're not mad. We want to talk about it because this is awesome. I'd like to share some brisket. <laughs> I want some Texas barbecue. We'll, we'll be friends with a fugitive. Yeah. <laughs> For barbecue? Right. Yeah. yeah. All right, Florida. Kind of irritated. <laughs> that you keep that sentence. In our new segment, man. Uh, investigators in North Naples, Florida, said that 183 boxes filled with uh, bank rolls of nickels were stolen last week during a house party held in a gated community. <laughs> the nickels were apparently stored in blue and white boxes that were the size of large bricks. All told, roughly 360,000 nickels were stolen. That's $18,000 in nickels. Why were there that many nickels? <laughs> How much do you think those nickels weighed? A lot of pounds. Yeah, a lot. If, if you had to take a guess, take a stab at it. I would say at least 500 pounds. Matt? Uh, a ton. 1,200 pounds. 3,968 pounds in nickels. Matt uh, wins. That's over a ton. It's over a ton. How That's much is a, a ton lot. again? 2,000 pounds. Oh, okay. This was stolen during a house party. This was stolen during a house party. So this guy's just shuttling boxes of nickels out of box party. Of nickels. That's a lot of nickels. <laughs> How much does he that equal? He had to take them like one by one. Eighteen thousand. That doesn't sound like much, but I suppose it. Takes what do you mean that doesn't sound like in nickels? No. Is there anything? No. Wait, in who's this stolen story from? About, like, was the, is this like? Was this, it was stolen from a house. Uh, is there anything? Why did they have that many nickels? Yeah. That's what, what the fuck ask. do they have that many nickels for? Is there anything in the story about? Oh, I, I store nickels. No. Why? Yeah, it's just why a, do you do that? Yeah, I just I have all these nickels. Like, <laughs> well, I guess so. No, it's no, no, harder no. to steal. It's, it's, trying it's, to take... it's not just storing nickels. These are unopened bank rolls of nickels. <laughs> <laughs> he's just trying to. He's stockpiling nickels for some reason. Rolls of nickels. <laughs> like you could have at least done rolls of quarters. Someday I will if have all If you melt it all down, would it be worth any more than that? No. Nope. <laughs> so worse, why is he doing it? Maybe it's just cheaper to stockpile nickels than quarters. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can't even use nickels in a machine anymore. Yeah, right. Like you can't even buy a soda with those nickels. <laughs> yeah, that means I want to. I want to cash this in for actual dollars. Sorry, sir. That's too many nickels for us to handle. <laughs> Maybe somebody fucking was like, "Hey, this guy has way too many fucking nickels." I see. So they just took him and threw him out. So the he side was stockpiling all these nickels, <laughs> and he's pl- he was planning on flooding the market with nickels, reducing <laughs> the value of nickels worldwide. <laughs> he's a nickel master. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a shit ton of nickels. Fucking Florida, you do weird shit. Nickels are the worst coin too. They're even worse than a penny. Yeah, because they're bigger. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, 44-year-old Florida man Jerome Clemens has been arrested and charged with one count of arson. Apparently, Jerome, his brother James, and his brother James were drinking at his home when they ran out of beer. Not a great problem. Uh, Jerome, being a responsible person, asked his uh, niece, Robinisha, to drive him to the liquor store and became upset when she refused. After a heated argument, Robinisha left the home. James had started making dinner during all of this commotion and abruptly stopped when he noticed Jerome having the absolutely reasonable response of dousing a rug with gasoline and probably lighting it on fire. Wow. 
James was able to put out the fire with a garden hose before the police arrived. <laughs> Damage to the house was fairly minimal. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> that seems like a logical That's response. That's the calm and measured response. <gasps> you didn't take me to get beer? Well, I'm going to burn my own house down. <laughs> no, no, I think it was, I think it was, uh, uh, just picture him saying, like, with a, like a different, like, Neil, I do, I do not appreciate not being taken to the beer store, so I will now light this rug on fire. And just maybe it was completely unrelated, and he was just like sitting there, and he's like, "Well, I can't go to the liquor store, but I do have a rug that needs burning in the house." <laughs> he maybe he likes he likes that burnt carpet smell. He probably saw it and was like, "Oh, that thing needs to go." <laughs> New Jersey woman Rosa Rios has seen Billy Madison one too many times. Rosa has been accused of stealing bagged lunches and lunch money from the two to five year old she was supervising. Police have surveillance footage of her rummaging through the students' backpacks, but couldn't find the video of her sitting with Norm MacDonald and Chris Farley enjoying the lunches. <laughs> what a dirty whore. <laughs> <laughs> Did she uh, take all their fruit snacks? Because that would be horrible. Yeah, their entire lunches. All the lunches? Or all the lunches. rummaging through them? No, she took all the lunches all the and lunches. all the lunch money. Oh. Just like that scene in Billy Madison. Like I said, what a dirty whore. <laughs> a Seattle man crashed his car into a utility pole last Wednesday while chasing an owl. Yes, chasing an owl with a car. The man told police that while he was owl watching while driving, he momentarily stopped paying attention to the road and hit the pole. The driver was not impaired by drugs or alcohol. He just really likes owls. <laughs> I did not know that was a thing you could do while driving your car. I didn't either. <laughs> I I I can't really stop. I can't like be driving and start looking at birds. Or other the car. Uh, that owl's rare. Like, oh yeah, I I would not be able to do that. Um, owls apparently talk to each other because in the Netherlands one is getting even. Residents in the Dutch town of uh, Permerend are cowering under umbrellas as the terror owl swoops out of the sky to attack them. That is what they're calling it, the terror <laughs> owl. Wow. Uh, the most heavily attacked area is an assisted living complex for people with disabilities. The owl has attacked over 20 people at the complex alone. Because the owl is an endangered species, the, count, the town can't do anything about it until they attain a permit from, a gov- from the government. So they're just, <laughs> a- anytime it's towards evening, they have to walk around with umbrellas. <laughs> this owl's going after the weak. That is a, a cool town, though. They all have to walk around with umbrellas at all times. <laughs> to protect them from the killer owl. <laughs> the apocalypse is starting. That's, that's, that'll be everywhere in five years. I like to think this owl went to, like, Africa and saw some lions, and he's like, oh. I can do that. They go after the weak ones. I can do that. I can this do- owl just watches way too much Nat Geo. <laughs> uh, a thief in Klamath Falls, Oregon, has pulled off a heist that would make even Russian bridge thieves proud. The theft of a house. On t- <laughs> wow. <laughs> on Tuesday morning, the homeowner, the homeowner called the sheriff's office to report that their home was missing. <laughs> I want to hear that call. Uh, uh, Sheriff, uh, my, my my home's gone. What are you talking about, sir? Are you drunk? <laughs> this guy's drunk as fuck. Uh, the owner apparently only stays at the cabin part-time and was away from it for a couple of months. Police spent two days searching for the cabin and finally found it on Thursday, roughly a mile from its original location. Police that think someone uh, broke the foundation, jacked up the home, and put it on a trailer, and then drove it away. A mile. But they only drove it a mile away and then left it? Yeah. Why? It sounds like somebody pranked the fuck out of this <laughs> <Yeah>. guy. <laughs> what a dick thing to do. <laughs> this guy has some really hardcore friends. <laughs> if you guys ever try to steal my home, I'll be a little upset. Just let you know. <laughs> I don't know. I think they kind of half-assed it, though. I think they should have taken that uh, that cabin, put it on like uh, some floating platform, and just floated it out in the lake. Yeah, that would have been better. Carlos knows how to prank yeah. real. <laughs> it would sink. No, <laughs> when you got to have a floating platform, yeah. like he said. Just pontoons. Yeah. yeah. It's a pontoon cabin now. It's Doug. a houseboat. That is, that is literally a houseboat. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Uh, I wouldn't even call the cops. I'd be happy. I'd be... <laughs> 
Oh, somebody did some work for me. Here's something that hits that hits a little close to home. Uh, Wisconsin governor and hopeful presidential nominee Scott Walker has been having a bit of a rough time after answering a question about ISIS at a conservative conference by saying, if I can take on 100,000 protesters, I can do the same across the world. The internet then took that and ran with it, creating a meme that combined the peaceful protests of the teachers in Wisconsin with the violence caused by ISIS members. Walker then clarified his statement by saying, if I were to run and if I were to win and be commander-in-chief, I believe that that kind of leader is what it uh, is what's necessary to take on the on radical Islamic terrorism. I'm sorry, Governor Walker, but I don't think old ladies with signs are quite the same as terrorists with AK-47s. I do. I don't know. Those old ladies are pretty brutal. I've... They were having bake sales, Dan. They it. were teachers, right? Those yeah. purses. I had some pretty heavy. fucking terroristic teachers <laughs> when I was growing up. So. Or, I'm, I got, I'm, I got your back, Walker. I, I still can't believe he compared <laughs> teachers to ISIS. Sometimes, sometimes you never know, <laughs> right? All right, guys. Our last story today is a bit of a low point uh, for the entire week. Well, I don't know for the it, for quite a not just the week, but this is not what yeah, I think it, was, it is. It was is weird. It? Like one day the internet was all fu- was all being a, all pissed off about the color of a uh, dress, and all of a sudden the next day I'm really sad about this. this one. Yeah, uh, Mr. Leonard Nimoy passed yep, away on Friday at age 83. Um, for those of you who don't know, and I don't know why you wouldn't, uh. Nimoy played Mr. Spock in the original Star Trek uh, series and reprised the role throughout the years in various movies and other series and stuff. Even though one of the the remake too, he was in. Yeah, I think uh, I think we need a moment of silence. Yeah, uh, he played Spock, and not only was he an actor, but he was also an accomplished photographer. So yeah, just a moment of silence for Mr. Spock. All right, we're, we're, and that, that's a moment. That's now, a moment. He also did a book of poetry too. Oh yeah, that's right. He was and a poet he did as music well. too. Yeah, did you? I think a moment literally is two and a half minutes. Well, we aren't being silent. For I'm not going to have I, two I, and a half I minutes. Know, but I'm just. Well, I, mean, I, 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 I love Mr. Spock and I'm everything. I'm not saying but. we should. I'm just saying that's, no, that's, that's just not that that's that's not what head. a moment means. Yeah, Carlos, shut the fuck up. You don't know what a moment is. Can I have some beer so we can bring this happier? Yeah, I want to. He was such a humanitarian, too. He was. He was a great, great man. I, I read I, an article that uh, I did not Shatner be... might not be able to make it to his funeral. What? Uh, well, they, uh, they apparently fought all the time, too, so I'm not terribly surprised. I have two glasses here, so you can have more than that. Ah. Or two bottles. He was, I was surprised that he was a veteran. I did not know that. Was he? Yeah. No. Did not know that either. A all lot right. of old people were... A veteran of old TV shows? Oh, no. All right. Well, the beer's going around, and you are tasting it. Uh, we are drinking Tongue Buckler by Ballast Point Brewing Company out of California. It is a BA score of 88. It's an American Amber Ale at 10% ABV. Are you trying to kill me? Yeah. Damn, 10%. And you have a full pint of it. It just looked really good. Okay. <laughs> no, that's Did fine. That's get fine. Here? Hmm? Did he just get here? I saw that post, so. David? David's in the chat. Maybe. All right. Uh, no, all right, no yeah, so it's, it's an American Amber at 10%. It's available all, or uh, it's a rotating availability. Ballast Point makes some really fine beers. Um, I don't know if we've had any of them on the show, but I've drank a few of them. I've and their a, art had, is. Uh, I, I picked up a Ballast Point from uh, Four Firkins. That's one that I haven't. Oh. Their art is amazing. On the bottle, it I, is I a. See. I want to see the art. It is a skeleton cutting out a pirate's tongue. That's fucking cool. Yeah, and I, then they had a chocolate vanilla stout there too that had a really cool art piece on it. And then there was one with a giant kraken on it that was another one weird mixture of stuff. And then there was a double IPA that I sent you a picture of too that it could. Right art. on. What kind of beer is this again? Uh, it is an American or well, it's an imperial yeah. red ale. It's an imperial red ale that'll leave you <laughs> speechless. Our tongue buckler imperial imperial red ale doesn't pull any punches. This is a big brew with hops and malt in extreme abundance. The IBUs, international bitter bitterness units, alone test the limits of your palate. Yet, while the timid should take warning, tongue buckler generously awards the bold with an exceptional ale experience. Mm-hmm. I really like the smell. He called Whoa, you ten percent. He called you a dick, by the way, Rick. Who did? The person chat. David. 
I'm not a dick. So I, what? So what I was smelling this, comes smelling this beer. And calls me Ooh, a dick. And that's a good. Hot it smells mo- like pineapple to me. Yep, I'm getting pineapple. I got the same thing. Oh, there's a there's a huge pineapple. Yeah, note. Oh, I don't man. smell the pineapple, but I smell pine. Um, well, you're, then you're wrong. No, I, there's there's a huge pineapple. Yeah, like if, pineapple it, it smells like pineapple there. juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it does. It smells just like pi- it smells exactly juice. like fresh squeezed pineapple. I like it. All right, Carlos, taste does not taste like pineapple. No. <laughs> That's probably a good it, thing. You know, it, it tastes good though. I I do. I don't know really how to describe this. Uh, this other than there's a lot going on. Other than it's like a red ale, like, but it's good. I'll enjoy this. It's, the smell is like really weird though, because it doesn't really. It's not a bad smell. It just is just such a weird change from the smell to the taste. Okay, Rick. Oh, wait, like hang on, Carlos. Which you what? Uh, out of ten, give me the give me a number on this beer. I want to get back to that. Seven point three four. Seven point three four. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Carlos likes to pull numbers out of his ass. I know he does. Carlos likes to pull a lot of things out of his ass. Um, I like it. I like that it has the pineapple smell. It's a good smell. It's nice and refreshing for the smell, but it doesn't taste like pineapple, which I like. See, so. I don't smell pineapple because pineapple is more musky smelling than this. I know, but you're wrong, Matt. So anyway, um, <laughs> well, give me a glass of pineapple juice, and then we I don't can have any pineapple. Back and forth. Who has this. pineapple juice? I want to grow a pineapple. We have pineapple juice you at the bar, and it does not that. smell you like that. It's a grow bush. Pineapple. Pineapples grow in a bush. No, dummy. they do not. Yeah, huh? Look it up. That pineapples grow out of full bush. Of shit, I'm gonna check on that. But Don't I they grow under this da- beer. underground, and then that's the top of it. No, the see? pineapple is the flower. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, it's a tree. No, it's a bush. <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> no, I thought it. I thought it grew. No All you way. have to do is open up Wikipedia, and we could. I'm we working on this. it. It's it's it, it's only about this big. And no, the, it isn't. It, it grows nice and wide, and it's a, it's a yeah. bush. Like the roots go True. grow underneath it, then the pineapple parts. Yeah, up the, the, the pineapple is the flower, and then the leaves come out of the top. Yeah, yeah. It's a bush. Um. It's a marsupial. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> it's a fucking bush. Isn't I, w- it? <laughs> I went to Okinawa and there's pineapple fields everywhere. I researched there. growing Matt, a pineapple shut up. bush. There you go, Matt. If you went there and you had saw pineapples everywhere, then you should know that this beer smells like pineapple. No, it, it doesn't. Bananas grow on a tree. Yes, I know that. Did you know that the banana tree trunk is made out of banana leaves? Well, they look like it, so yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense. All right, anyway, no, I want to talk beer? about the beer. I'm, I'm, st- Matt interrupted me with. I'm beer. sorry. Then I got I didn't do shit. on a citrus or tropical yeah. fruit. <laughs> no, it smells great, and oh, I'm, I would give the smell like an eight point three. Yeah, out of ten, it's a really good smell. A, you wouldn't expect it. Like as you open it up and pour it out, you'd yeah. be like, no, oh, it's, it's it's intriguing. Uh-huh. It doesn't taste like a ten percent beer. No, no. Like and I'd give it, seven, I'd give it eight. like a seven point nine out of ten. Okay. Uh, I actually really like it. It's a nice change from what we usually drink on the show here. Uh, yeah, the like we were talking about the smell. Carlos is going <laughs> crazy doing, over on the other Carlos? side of the room right now. <laughs> but uh, like I was saying, the smell is very particular, and I like it a lot. The taste, uh, there's a lot going on. I'm not a big fan of red ales, but uh, I do enjoy this. Let's give it a seven. Seven. Um, I really enjoy the the aroma. The aroma is fantastic. Taste wise, it's it's okay. I'm not. It feels a little muddled to me, but it that could be because I've been drinking pale ale and I'm hitting that point of drunkenness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flaring. Uh, Good job. Right. No, so I'd give it a seven, seven and a half. I'd drink it again. I'm not a huge fan of the bigger beers, and so that that kind of knocks it down. But it does come in the bomber, so it's easy to share, mm-hmm. which is nice. So you're saying like it's a seven, seven and a half, maybe seven point three four. No, I said seven, seven and a half. So that's pretty. So in between <laughs> those, though, is seven point three four. Actually, no, actually, it's seven point two five. What seven? What did I say? Seven point three four, <laughs> seven to eight. Split that. Well, in I, fours, I was saying that it falls between. It's not exactly. I'm not saying like it's exactly in the middle. I know. If he mad. went between seven and exactly, seven point yes. six eight, you would be right. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying it was exactly in the middle. I'm just saying that seven point three four 
falls in between. I can do math, guys. I high can, five, I can high has five. math. I can <laughs> actually What am I high-fiving? Oh, the fact that I calculated. Yeah, that. really quickly and yeah. great. No, I'm good at math. I, I would I would Carlos recommend, uh, if you're in the mood for a hoppy red ale, West Coast style, I would pick this up. Are we done with the show already? <laughs> what do you mean already? We are an hour and five minutes. <laughs> yeah, but we've gone two hours We just hours did this before. backwards. We, we have, have not done two but hours. I, I, I don't like play doing drinking. it backwards because I feel like we just started now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And the news should be coming next. Yeah, you guys want to do the news again? Let's <laughs> you talk about again. those nickels some I want to talk about that. I want to talk about brisket guy again. <laughs> I really hope he contacts us. I, I want him. To. All right, Brisket guy, uh, it's the Ninja at BlindNinjaStudios.com, or you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com. Yeah, we should uh, we should put out some stuff on Facebook trying to contact him. Yeah, too. we need to find the Brisket guy. And if anybody knows who's doing Has this, seen the brisket let him man? know. I am officially offering immunity to the Brisket guy. If yeah. he comes forward and shares Muni- a brisket with me, immunity to what? Uh, something. Carlos, it sounded really good until you had to yeah. question it. it, was, it was no, but we want to interview you, brisket guy. We really do. And Give me the brisket. I'm going to work on finding him. we got to find him. He's got cases of beer and brisket. We need to be his friend. I feel yeah. like if he gets arrested and he comes on our uh, show before he gets arrested, we should bankroll his lawyer. Like, yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> We'll do that. <laughs> no, uh, that's a bad idea. Carlos, shut do up. Our Patreon I am in charge of finances. Wink. <laughs> do our Patreon subscribers uh, help with that at all? No. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah. You know, if you do want to support us or the Brisket Bandit. <laughs> I like it. Brisket no, no, Bandit. I think, that's I think good. we should not be asking our, uh, calling it. Asking yeah, our listeners like to support crime. I think they should <laughs> support us, maybe, but not, not support crime. But it's really cool crime. But what about what, what is Patreon? What is that? All right, uh, yeah, you can head on over to patreon.com slash studios or click on the Becoming a Patron link at the bottom of our homepage. And basically, you uh, can donate as little of a, as a dollar a month, and you get access to our patron-only podcast. Uh, or there's other tiers up to $20 a month. And we give you... You be a black belt. Yeah. Uh, you get your name in the dojo. That's right, the dojo. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you get some cool stuff, and you help us out. Keep the lights on in the studio and help us do awesome interviews like with Jason Anarchy from Drinking Quest. Thank you again, Jason. Or you can head on over to... Yeah, Jason to- was awesome. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, you can head on over to blindnewsstudios.com, click on the Amazon affiliate link at the bottom of the page, and go do your regular Amazon shopping, and we get a bit of a cut. Everybody's happy, because we get money, you get yeah. stuff. Yeah. So that's good. What's special about next week? Oh, next week, Carlos is running the show. Wait, what? Yeah, what? I, I am out of town next week. Are you going to Florida again? No, I'm going to Michigan. That sucks. Is Carlos running the show the week after that, too? No. No, I, we're going to be back. Oh, in okay. Time. We're going to be back in time. Yeah, no, Carlos is running Don't the show next week. Don't make me panic or anything. <laughs> I, I might be back in time for the show, so you might see me towards the end of the show, but I'm not planning on it, so Carlos is in charge. That's going to be weird. I hope you guys are going to be here. Otherwise, scary. it better not be just me talking to myself. <laughs> I, mean, I might be able to get 10, 15 minutes tops if That's I just okay. talk to myself. It's still time. No, you can go on for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, Carlos, you can just talk about your bean dip. Is there anything else? What what else is happening in the week of Blind Ninja Studios? Oh, why do you want me to do all these things? I don't usually do all these things. All right, fine. We'll talk about uh, Monday. We have Perilous Forays Episode 5. Maybe. (laughs) Perilous Forays Episode 5 comes out on Tuesday. It's Episode 5. Homebrew Bound will not be coming out. We were going to record that on Thursday because it was a whole ordeal. Uh, Wednesday, Tabletop Theater comes out. Thursday, we have Soundwave. Friday, Console Cowboys. Saturday, nothing. Hey, that's exciting. (laughs) I like a day with nothing. Don't you guys? Sunday, Carlos is in charge. Day with nothing means I didn't have to come here. (laughs) Right. Okay, can I wrap up the show now? Yeah. You guys have any feedback, comments, show ideas, people you'd like to have us on? like to have on the show insults you'd like to send to Carlos or Rick go ahead and shoot <laughs> us an email at feedback at blindnewsstudios.com or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com I never checked that email so alright <laughs> or you can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja and I'll see you guys next week goodbye bye now bye now